0: welcome everybody to the pantheon i'm your host ray and today we're looking at the last dragon it's part of our black history month films that we are going to be reviewing uh today's review is barry gordy's The last dragon star tamik uh, and vanity one name actors <laughs> tamik plays bruce uh sorry leroy green I you want to say bruce Leroy, and uh vanity plays laura uh, charles now laura is uh, a vj video disc jockey. She's the hottest VJ in the city or in the country right now. And whatever she pushes along company music videos, uh, it becomes number one or it gets a uh, airtime. We have a man named Eddie uh, Arcadia who runs a string of arcades. His, he wants to push his girlfriend's latest music video. She's a uh, musician herself, her name's Angela uh and he wants to get her song out there the only way to put a rocket on your back to start him is to get your video shown and that's the premise of this movie now when he tries to push it on laura charles vanity's character she refuses and he gets upset and tries to kill her or rub her off that's the where it gets a little extreme it's like it's like you know when you were i guess it's like having an only child who wants anything he gets things don't go his way he gets a little violent uh Bruce Leroy or Leroy Green sorry who steps in and saves her when the goons come and uh, attacks and he's come in just quotes only the two times they've attacked her he's been he's been there to save her and as a result she hires him as a as his personal bodyguard uh, Leroy Green has his own problems uh he is looking to become a martial arts master and he's looking for a specific uh person to help him get to the next level there's a person named uh show snuff or Shogun of harlem who wants to rule harlem uh with an iron fist the gang life the, the the streets and leroy seems to be the only thing standing in his way and uh now but but being a person who fights without fighting being a pacifist not you know uh Leroy doesn't want to have tries to avoid conflict but having laura there has put him in the crosshairs between what eddie um, arcady wants and what the shogun wants to save laura he's got to face shogun and he's got to face the goons that eddie van eddie van eddie uh, arcady has sent to uh to attack him uh the premise is really straightforward it's cut and dry there's no twist or turn uh it's a love story between uh a young fledgling martial arts master and this vj um it's on the surface level of what it is, it's sort of cute and and nice. Um, it's comical because it's like a fish out of water, sort of like a Wonder Woman. Wonder Woman in uh, the first film where she was uh, first introduced into the world of man, and Steve Trevor was the person who uh, helped navigate her into the world of like society. Uh, and so he, uh, Bruce Leroy. Uh, Leroy Green, sorry, is unfamiliar with, like, the ways of how things are done. Um, He he eats popcorn with chopsticks. He believes he is the last dragon, uh, as a descendant from Bruce Lee, to uh, try to become a a martial arts master. And uh, even though he's from New York and his parents are own a pizza shop in New York City and he has a brother who um, seems like a New Yorker, leroy like he's taking this idea of being um you know a martial, a martial arts master you know in in the form of being like old school asian to the next degree and that seems a little off but it's kind of funny it reminds it reminds me a little bit of remo williams and it's not an duck of a film uh it, it it i guess it has a cult following because some of the lines in it is class, kind of like warriors the stuff that Shogun says is there's a classic line from that, and it holds up pretty well. Um, but yeah, I don't think this movie okay. Let me put this one, uh, the song from El Debarge, Rhythm of the Night, is a classic. It's one of the it's one of those uh movies where how a soundtrack uh outstays the length of a movie. Well, this is the case for this movie. Uh, this is the song that made El Dabarge a, a star. Um, the film it, it had a bunch of ten million. It made thirty three million dollars back. Uh, it was critically destroyed. It was panned even back then. Uh, critics did not like it. But it made its money back. It made a, uh, it tripled its profit. So, uh, but it but since then, none, none of the stars. Um, well, yeah, I mean the star Vanity. I mean she went on to do a couple of things. No, no. no. Too Young to Die with John Stamos and a few other films like Action Jackson with um, Carl Weathers. But, I mean, she, um, well, she got her name, for those who don't know. She, Prince gave her her name. Uh, at some point, she kind of rejected her fame or her sex appeal because she's considered a sex symbol back in the early 80s, early to the mid 80s. And she kind of rejected that. She went back to the church and went by her her normal name and lived in Niagara Falls, where she, in the end, she did pass away a couple of years ago. Uh, pre pre-COVID uh is health reasons. I'm gonna say this movie uh has no real legs to stand on in terms of being a watchable movie it is it is comical it's a little uh outdated and um you know it's um it's a uh, it's not even like black exploitation or, or something urban an urban fixation of a period or or a timepiece um it feels out of place, like a duck out of water. It's, it made its audience; it hit a target. Um, it has, it has a lot of faults in it. It's comical. I think it's because it is comical. It's, it has its faults. Um, it reminds me of Superman with a miss Tessmarker marker and a Lex Luthor kind of character, um, like like the Gene Hackman '78 film, um, very much so, with uh, Eddie Arcadian and uh, Angela. Um, it's it's not a movie i'd recommend i can't i can't wholeheartedly recommend this film but it is kind of fun um i guess a lot of it especially now because it deals with a vj and an arcade um baron millennials have will have zero concept of why this conflict is going on from that era. you'll understand the nature of like the v uh the video era. you know the song video video killed the radio radio star well the idea of music videos it was the biggest thing. I mean, in terms of like how we have like um, cell phones holding your music and everything like that, I mean, that wasn't a thing yet. It was, uh, and you know, Twitter and social media, that wasn't a thing yet. It was actually, it'd be years, literally almost uh, a full decade later before we even came close to having Twitter or email, you know, uh, as being a thing. So this was this predates a lot of that stuff. I'm gonna get into the email bag. Buford, mailbag song, hit it. Letters, I get letters, so many letters. Uh, from the last track, and we have two emails. We have one from Alex M, and Alex writes, another bucket list movie which I never watched when it came when it first came out, coming from the mind of Barry Gordy and director Michael Schultz, who did Car Wash and Cooley High. This can tale of Bruce Lee wannabe on a mission to find purpose in life. There are some surprising cameo appearances and a fun Sunday afternoon watch. That's from Alex M. The next one I have is from the middle. I'm oh, sorry. This one's from Dean and Dean writes, the middle can be skipped entirely a little racist and references that, that have not aged. Well, it's not even as so good. It's bad type of movie since nothing really happens for a majority of the runtime. Hmm yeah that's kind of what it comes down to it's culturally irrelevant um but it, I even in the special effects in the final sequence, the final fight sequence um it's past its prime. It is not worth watching if it, it's more of like, okay, if you want to have a movie night where it's like worst movies to watch like a a fun popcorn. Like Razzie kind of film, though this film isn't a Razzie. It's it it is done with, with a certain with a certain degree of charm and, and and sensitivity, but it does it's but it is also very self aware that it is a joke on itself. And I think the reason why, um, and I think I think the reason that it is uh, can't be categorized as a Razzie necessarily is because it is very self aware of itself and what it's doing. Uh, but it gives homage to Bruce Lee it gives homage to and to the dragon by acknowledging those things and actually putting them on the screen in relations to the character themselves and to show you how um how ab- absurd it actually is but also in but in a kind of like an enduring um like love for the art and love for the martial arts and love for the actor in its own way and infusing the ideas of like music and a simple story, like good and evil. Superman is kind of a theme base for it. This is where it comes from, you know. And the idea of the art of fighting without fighting, which came from the actual line in um, "Into the Dragon." So, uh, in that sense, um, it's not a rising because it was done. It was done specifically tongue heavily into the cheek, and because of that, you can't make it a Razzie because it's too self-aware of itself it's aware of its own joke but it is not quality of film back then especially now so uh it's not worth watching unless you were from that time unless you unless there's you want to look at like an era like a period piece uh that doesn't exist it's a period piece that exists outside of its own period if that makes any sense and this is a movie for you to watch just to see it for what it is um, it's not as bad as The broom because it's intentional and it's a love story which is endearing and touching, but it is a movie that's lost its place. Anyways, uh, with that, I'm Ray. We'll talk to you later. Take care. A martial arts champion in search of the globe. Master, I mean more. I am no longer your master. A rock and roll star on the rise. I know what it's like to lose precious things. A madman. Shogun. A maniac. The glamour, the power, and the sound of Motown. This is Barry Gordy's The Last Dragon. It's about the power of the glow. Timok Vanity. Barry Gordy's The Last Dragon. Directed by Michael Schultz. A Motown Productions picture from TriStar.